Welcome to episode two of the Spirit Life Truth podcast. Today we are talking with Amy Jo, also known as Amy the Medicine Woman, about her experience with eczema and topical steroid withdrawal. Amy has been able to heal her conditions completely naturally, and she gives us so many wonderful tips about what we all can do uh, to heal ourselves too. Stick around. Okay, well let's um, let's get started. So here I am with Amy Joe, yes. who is also Amy the Medicine Woman, and I love that name. And um, thank you for joining me. It's so nice to finally meet you. I wish oh we were gosh. doing this in person, but I, I appreciate you carving out some time. Um, and what I want to talk about today is eczema, because both you and I, we have you know we're the eczema warriors over here, and I just. Um, I always like hearing other people's experiences about eczema and you're such a beacon of hope for everybody and uh, have had such an amazing healing journey. So I wanted you to share that with us um, because I feel like the more people that we can, um, you know, impart this wisdom on, the more people we can help and everyone's experiences are a little bit different. And I feel like um, something will resonate, you know, and, and that's just really important, I think, just to continue to bring all of us closer together so that we can keep sharing this as much as we can and, uh, and helping out as many people Others. as we can. So yes. exactly, exactly. So, um, yeah, so before, I guess I just want to know a little bit about, um, your story and when you first got eczema and how that all started and, yes. and how you got to where you are today. And I would love to hear yours as well, like, because I feel like I, I, I want to hear from you speaking to me about it. So yes. I'm probably going to be asking you questions afterwards too, just, just for a little uh, recap for me. Of course. Um, so my eczema story started when I was probably in college-ish. That was the first time um, I went to Stanford and the, the college campus is just full of plants like trees everywhere, mm. pollen everywhere during the springtime. There was, there was a season when I was there where there were so many caterpillars. There were caterpillars everywhere, like on our bike seat, on our professor's shirt when he, oh, was, wow. <laughs> he was outdoor lecturing in an art class. And, and it was just like full of nature. They call it the farm right mm -hmm. so which was beautiful but i felt like that was the first time in my life where i was running on so much adrenaline because it was the first time that i'm pushing myself to my limits in college and stanford's a very um i wouldn't say exactly competitive but it empowers you to want to do more when you're in in mm -hmm. that environment where everybody's kind of pretty talented and you're like oh crap i gotta step up my game sort of thing so i was just right. pushing myself to the limits and i think that was the first time where i had hay fever i started becoming allergic to soy mm -hmm. um i couldn't drink soy milk it would upset my stomach to a point where i'd be crouching on you know like on a couch and I wouldn't know what to do. And when I say hay fever, it was really hay fever. I had a fever <laughs> along with eyes being super watery. And that was, that was the first time where I had like a full-blown allergic reaction mm -hmm. um, to anything. And then after that, I noticed that my immune system sort of went downhill where I started becoming allergic to apples, to peaches, um, all the things that I used to, I used to love in terms of mm -hmm. fruits and I couldn't have that for years. And wow. um, yeah, so that was the beginning. I feel like of all of that kind of piling up. And then my eczema actually started to surface when I started working a couple years later after college. Um, I remember I was working till like 3 a.m. in the morning all the time, burning that midnight oil similar mm -hmm. to what I had done in college. And that was the first time where my entire face was covered in eczema. It was so oh. itchy. Mm -hmm. I didn't know what to do. It was inflamed. It was red. The skin felt raw. And the great thing was um, it went away after a week or so. 
And so I would have these episodes of eczema that would come back to me every once in a while, but not really sustained for a long time. So that's why I was like, okay, well, it comes and it goes, it comes and it goes, and I sort of ignore it. So if anyone has that right now listening, <laughs> don't ignore it <laughs> because it's going to come back. And exactly. Yeah. So, and then fast forward a few years later, I, I, um, I moved to New York. Uh, I was, I was at Rent the Runway and I was super stressed, you know, moving across the country from California to New York. And, um, they hired me for this executive position in New York was fast paced, you know, more fast paced Mm -hmm. than even the startups in California. So I was like feeling like I was doing catch up again. You see the pattern, right? (laughs) Like every Mm -hmm. time that I'm running myself to the ground, every time that I feel anxious, every time that I'm doing something new with my life, um, and that I'm running on adrenaline, it just comes full force. And that time when I was at Rent the Runway, it never left. So okay. it was around my eyes and it was all on my neck. Like everyone could see on my neck, there's this thick skin. Mm-hmm. Um, in Chinese culture, they call it um, oxus skin. They, they call eczema ox skin because of the sickness that it, it produces on your surface right. after a while. It feels like psoriasis. I had it on my scalp. Um, I, I, I was losing a lot of hair because of stress. Mm-hmm. Um, and I could no longer cover it up with makeup. I still have like scars from, from, from that. Um, and, and it was just, it was just not, it was just horrible. I, I went to sleep feeling not confident at all. I couldn't look at myself in the mirror. You know how that feels like you, you oh, had yeah. it all over your face, right? Mm-hmm. Me, oh, it was yeah. just like this really large spot on my neck, all over my eyes. And then like, several spots on my face. And then I have it on several spots on my um, arms and things like that. Um, yeah. And so did you do, like, yeah. And did you do anything to treat it uh, during those years in college? So and then... many dermatologists. Mm-hmm. <laughs> did you like, did you see dermatologists too? I, oh yeah. Oh, I went allergists. Yes. Um, mm-hmm. Allergists. Yes. They tested me for all of these things on my back. I don't know if you did the one where they- You have the grid. The Uh grid, yes, I did that. Um, And then they told me I was possibly allergic to gold. (laughs) Exactly, you're shaking your head because I I wasn't even wearing gold at the time. Like that was not my jewelry preference of choice. And my Mm -hmm. mom was joking with me, give me all of your jewelry now (laughs) that you're allergic to gold. Like, thanks, mom, for the humor at this time, but <laughs> right, right, right. I wish I was allergic to gold. That could have been a real answer for me. Um, but, you know, I actually had um, one of my friends who went to Stanford with me. She then went to Stanford um, Medical School, and she became a dermatologist, and she lived right upstairs of my New York apartment at the time. So every day I would text her, I was like, Joyce, <laughs> take a look at my eyes. What's wrong with them, right? And she would look at them and she would say, oh, it's an allergic reaction. Let me give you this cream for your eyelid and then this cream for your neck. So yeah. then this, this cream is less potent for your eyelids so it won't hurt your eyelids. And then that one is stronger for your neck and then this one for your scalp. So I had like four to five creams for different areas mm-hmm. of and my were body. were like steroid creams or hydrocortisone? They, they were all steroid creams. And, and wow. Those. Yeah. Yeah. And they would just come back. Like it would be mm-hmm. good for like a day or two. And then if I stop using them, if I think that it's getting better, I was like, Oh, maybe it's healed. And then I stopped using the cream. It will come back stronger and stronger. Yeah. And, and it was just not the way to live. And I'm sure you've experienced that. A hundred percent right there with you. Yes. So how did, like what broke the camel's back and, and really, you know, stopped you where you were to, to, change your course into the into the healing that you've been able to do today well i knew that it was something that had to do with food for mm-hmm. some reason um uh so um ed my husband and i started to go vegan but i do want everyone who's listening to know that vegan doesn't mean um plant-based or it doesn't mean clean healing ingredients we were eating a lot of fries with lots of oil. We were eating a lot of soy protein to Mm -hmm. replace 
the meat that we did not have. Um, and all of those things, as we later on know, or as we know now, are also not the best thing for when you have eczema or other chronic conditions. So, so it controlled our inflammation to a point, but it never started to reverse healing altogether. Mm -hmm. Um, the eczema and and all the other things that I was experiencing. So um, I enrolled myself in IIN, which is the Integrative um, Nutrition School. Um, it's an online school; is one of the best in the states. And and I started to just learn more about nutrition. And one of my classmates there, when she was doing a um, kind of health history practice, health history with me, like kind of like this, right? Like virtually. She asked, have you ever heard of the medical medium? Um, I think she herself had vitiligo, mm -hmm. right? And so she said she was applying some of his information and she saw that I had eczema and that was the thing that I was practicing my health history with her on. She recommended me to look into his information and, and I bought his first book and that changed the course of everything. It, I don't know. I don't know about you, Jennifer, but when I read his book, I said, "This makes so much sense to um, me." <laughs> like common sense. It was yes, <laughs> common sense. I, yeah. But I couldn't put it down for two yeah. days. I mean, I read it cover to cover just because everything he was saying resonated with me so deeply, and it's like finally answers yes. after yes. years and years and years of just trying whatever the doctor says. This was the thing that that really made the biggest difference for me too. Yeah, it's that little that little angel. I really feel like you're put in that the right place at the right time for somebody to say, "Hey, yes. have you thought about medical medium? Have you heard yes. of that before?" And it's like, yeah. "Huh, I haven't. Tell me more." And then, and then it's it's like it clicks. And who who told you about him for you? I'm just curious. <laughs> two angels of mercy. I'm telling you, I was at um, a raw vegan restaurant and I was taking a class on how to make um these uh like flax crackers just so you were doing the vegan thing too <laughs> i was starting the vegan thing too and like i was doing this elimination diet that my naturopath yeah. had recommended and yeah. and again you know an allergy test that said i was allergic to stone fruits and different things and i'm like this this can't be right but at any rate i was going you know down the plant-based route uh went to this raw vegan restaurant took this class was completely by myself um but there were some other ladies there I was sitting across from and, and I was just trying to spark up conversation because I was, you know, there alone and said, Oh, you know, how long have you been plant-based and tell me your story. And they both looked at each other and they're like, have you heard of medical medium? <laughs> and I said, no, what, what am I missing here? What do I need to know? So and so, and the, the two of them, they met through a, um, a medical medium online, like a Facebook chat group ah. and realized that they lived uh, close together. I think, there are, you know, groups where you can kind of meet people in your area. Yeah. So then they became good friends, started going to this restaurant together. And, uh, and so that's why they were taking the class at the same time. But, oh my gosh. Oh my gosh. I'll never forget that, that moment where I was like writing notes, you know, okay, medical medium, like, what does that mean? And then, you know, and they're like, go to the website. And then he has a an online, you know, Facebook group. And I'm like, okay. And th this was a couple years ago. So, I mean, yeah. this is even before he had his, like a first million followers. I mean, he was in like yeah. the hundreds of thousands at that time. Yes. But, and so I'm like, okay, I'm going to, and I just kept soaking it in. Like, okay, I am meant to be hearing this right now. This is, makes so much sense to me. I'm all in and That's never look back. That's beautiful. Yes. Those are angels of mercies. Indeed. I, the, that book changed my life. And and, you know, I read other books before. I read Deepak Chopra's, I think, mm -hmm. um, self-healing book, something like that. Like, he wrote about that. Um, I read, I, I was looking at, like, energetic bodies. I was studying all of these different holistic healing methodologies. And I feel like um, Medical Medium's first book really brought all of that together on just, like, the basic fundamental um, levels with um, the natural healing principles, Mm -hmm. of our body, how the world works, our environment, viruses, bacteria, um, our immune system. And it just, all the puzzle pieces that I feel like I've been searching for all my life started to come together in one mm -hmm. place because of that book and because of his work. So I'm just really grateful. And that's why when I 
I feel like we're sort of in a place where we are able to receive his information because we've done the work in order to put the pieces together and accept it. Um, and yes. Then, and then implement it. Does that resonate with it you? It does. It does resonate. The other thing, Mo, is I think we had suffered long enough that <laughs> yes. we were willing to try it. And and yes. I just I've talked to so many people who maybe struggle with eczema. And they're like, yeah, but it's not bad enough yet. And I said, that I wish, I wish I could go back. You know, it's like people are willing to suffer for so long before they, they realize like something's not right. And I just, I so desperately, you know, I'm like, they're not ready yet to receive, you know, this information, which is okay. You know, maybe they have a different journey to go on, but at the same time, I just want everyone to know, like, even if you have a tiny little speck of eczema, take that as a sign that your body's communicating with you. And something needs to change and do it right yes. away because that way you can really nip it in the bud before maybe it becomes a bigger issue. Yeah, I totally agree. But you know, I feel like because it's a chronic condition, it's not an acute condition. When you are dealing with chronic, it's almost like it creeps up on you so slowly that every day you wake up, you're like, oh, I could deal with this. You know, like my work email or my phone messages are more important <laughs> than mm -hmm. this little speck of eczema. And then they kind of just let that continue on and on slowly until one day it tips over. But that's, that's, yes, that's the, well, yeah, that's the uh, realm of exactly. chronic illnesses. <laughs> Mm -hmm. It does slowly creep up on you. And I think because food is such a part of our, our lives and our yes. cultures, and there's so much nostalgic, um, you know, memories associated with food and how we were raised, yes. that it's really hard to give some of those things up, especially if it is starting out, you know, as an acute symptom. It's like, well, but I really want to eat that piece of cake right now because yeah. I remember eating that cake when my grandma baked it yes, or this cookie. Yes. And it's like, I, I'm willing to suffer a little bit of itchiness because the satisfaction I get from eating this cookie is worth it. Yeah. Um, but then like you're saying, slowly over time, builds up, builds up. And then it's, it kind of spills over, which happened to both you and I. And then at that point, I'm like, forget the cookie. <laughs> I just need to be able to walk out my front door and feel good again, or even just wash my hands, you know, without them cracking. Yes. So. Oh my goodness. That, that is a huge one. Um, mm -hmm. I just posted today of um, someone who took my, one of my programs and she sent me a photo of her hands, just all dried up with cracks and, and, and bleeding. Mm -hmm. And it just like broke my heart. But then also seeing the after photo of her hand completely healed. It was just so beautiful to see. And it's almost like, how could we have lived that way? Once you've been mm -hmm. on the healing side, it's not even about healing the skin. It's about how you feel inside. Like, mm -hmm. I, I want to reiterate that you feel good outside, but the inside starts to change and you become so intuitive with your body that everything else seems more easy to you in life. I remember when, um, I, after I gave birth, there were specific things that my body craved. And because I didn't know that I was borderline anemic until um, Nat's um, pediatrician tested me. She's like, you look a little pale. She poked my oh. finger. I was like, why did, not, why did the hospital not do this? <laughs> but she's like, you're the only one point away from being needing a blood transfusion. I said, oh my God. And But she gave me this whole list of um, foods that I should be eating. And I looked at it. I was like, these are the things I'm already eating. So like the spinach, the potatoes, like all of those things, I already had my mom like pack all of them into the hospital. Like right the day that I got out of my labor, like I started eating those things because I knew that's what my body needed. Mm -hmm. And I feel like it's, it's through this journey of healing ourselves, like whether it's for your skin or any other chronic condition that your body starts to crave, not the chocolate kick that you were yeah. talking about, but the things that actually rebuilds you. Mm -hmm. And I tell you, like during my postpartum recovery, like I did not crave anything else, but those staple foods. And it, it, I didn't care what seasoning was put in there or whatever. Like it, like my body just knew, like, just give me as much as those um, ingredients, as much of those um, nutrition, mineral salts, like as, as, as you can, because, because this is not about flavor at this point. It's about mm -hmm. rebuilding and restoring your body. Right. 
Well, and I think you bring up a really good point about the intuition because that's part of this journey that I never expected. I thought, okay, I'm going to do medical medium and I just, I just want to clear my skin. Like that was the most important thing. And now it's like, oh my gosh, yes. You know, my skin is so much better and I'm healing, but it's more than that. I also feel for the first time that I have that same, you know, that intuitive sense, like, should I have this today? Or, or what am I, what am I craving? I feel like I want something sweet. Okay. What does that mean? I, you know, I'm getting more dates, more, you know, melons and more, you know, that fruit sugar, um, even honey, you know? And so, and I, I'm so grateful to, to have that, that intuitive sense, because I really do feel like everybody has that ability. Um, And that's been, I think, the biggest surprise for me with this journey. And it, it kind of takes me back to even childhood and looking at uh, my two little kids. They eat very intuitively, naturally, because they haven't been exposed to all of these processed, junk manufactured <laughs> junk foods. Like they're not, they don't have like food addictions in the same way that, that wow. maybe we both had growing up. And so, you know they want, you know, the lot, lot of fruit, a lot of potatoes. Um, and they ask for those things too. Pixie, she does have a little bit of an obsession with honey, but I'm okay with that because again, it's, honey's a, good too. it's so great and good for, you know, have that glucose, um, yeah. good for just even like seasonal allergies, which we don't have. None of us really has that. Um, I used to because have seasonal allergies. <laughs> exactly. And I used to, but I don't anymore. So there's, there's actually other things that I've healed more beyond just my skin by yeah. following this. Um, and that's been a great surprise. So um, yes. I just, exactly. It's like for anybody that just, even if they feel good, but maybe want to feel great or have that closer connection with your own like sense of self, this really is, I feel like the right place to be and the right um, uh, path to go down to get to that place. Yes. So. The, the issue that I see is people don't understand the concept of great because they have mm-hmm. never always experienced it. I always see that as yeah. um, kind of the, the stop sign that they see before they take the leap to really do something for themselves, mm-hmm. you know, and, um, and, you know, as, as what we're doing right now is to, to share as much as we can to, to tell them our experience, how wonderful it is, because I have had people who who, you know, um, took my advice and started doing the healing themselves. And, and these are authors who have been on top of their games. Right. Mm -hmm. And, and they would come back to me and they said, Amy, oh my gosh, I feel like, I feel like super women. (laughs) There are things that I want to do about my newsletter that I've been putting up, like things that you feel like you've been lazy about because you, you just want to you know, relax a little bit, or maybe watch Netflix. Like now they're like, I want to do it. I, and they do it in such a quicker pace because they have so mm-hmm. much more clarity. I, I don't, I don't know how to explain and express this clarity that you get by clen- cleansing your body mm-hmm. from the inside out. Your mind becomes more clear. Your movements become more fluid. Um, you stand up taller. You probably breathe air a little better. <laughs> So like there's a confidence that comes. Exactly. These little things all add up and then your life kind of suddenly transforms into that confident version of yourself that Mm -hmm. you thought you may have, but could be another level up. So, yeah. Well, and I love that you have a class um, or this coaching that you provide. Do you want to go into that a little bit? Yeah. So um, it's funny because when I started applying the medical medium um, protocols, the one thing that I noticed is number one, if I didn't have my husband as a support, um, and I don't know about you, who your support system is, Jennifer, I would love to hear about that. Um, I, I may have given up, right? Um, because I had to cook not only for myself, but for him, or at least cook with him. He cooks as well. And he actually wanted to do this with me. Um, he had hives whenever he ate meat. So he's like, I'm going to, I'm going to try to heal my skin too. Um, so he did it with me, but it was really rough for us. Like for, for someone who was just, for someone who's vegan, right. Who's already kind of pretty much plant-based to, to go even a step further to medical medium. That was difficult. 
for us. Uh, it wasn't a walk in the park. And the, and the thing that I want people to know is, you know, both my husband, Ed and I, we're skinny Asian people. So when you go on a cleanse, a medical medium cleanse, we basically lost all of our mass, body mass. And it was a, vi- a big shock to us. We didn't know how to up our potatoes, for mm-hmm. instance. We didn't understand that we actually have to eat enough calories, even on the cleanse, in order to nourish our body. So it took us a lot of trial and error and reading a lot of his books and combining all of that information into one place that allowed us to create a, a cleanse and all, almost like a sustainable lifestyle afterwards that allowed us to continue to heal and also live <laughs> in our mm-hmm. own body and not sacrifice the 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 physical version of ourselves because we're, we're we're healing and not have emotionally broken down and at, at the same time so i basically took all of that knowledge and i put it together in a program um, the one thing about that program also is the number of recipes that i collected during the time because i i just couldn't keep just kind of like what you were saying we have an emotional connection with food and um medical medium is great at cooking um delicious um food for the american palate but there was a lot less of the asian palate that me my family were accustomed to and so i had to do a lot of work in you know collecting recipes from people that are doing that or creating my own so i put all of that in the program like all the resources that i needed um, in order to get myself to continue the healing, I put it on the program and um, and I, I shared it with um, the world with whoever is resonating that needs that yeah. help, in addition to obviously studying on their own the medical medium information. So right. Yeah. Well, having Ed there to to be right by your side, i I think that's so amazing that the journey really has been one of both you know individual, growth, but also as a, as a couple, I'm, I'm sure that you both just uh, see each other differently now and have appreciated um, kind of having that cheerleader right next to you at the same time. I, I wish that my husband was more on board. He, um, he's supportive, but he's not following, you know, the medical medium uh, lifestyle, but he, he allows he eats anything I put in front of him. So That's he's great. not a picky eater, which is good. That's great. And, uh, and then of course, you know, the kids, um, eat what I, what I'm eating as well. So, so that's been good, but you know, I think what's been tricky is sometimes, um, over the years, because I've been, um, following this for uh, about three years, I, you know, there's highs and lows. And especially when, um, there were periods of like emotional detox, physical mm-hmm. detox, mm-hmm. there's a, it's a roller coaster. And I, when I first started out, I didn't really realize, you know, I'm like, why am I so emotional? I don't feel like I'm an emotional person. I'm, you know, was crying more. I didn't know what was going on. My husband's like, what's happening? Like, are you sure that you're doing the right thing? And yeah. I just, I knew that I was in, you know, but I feel like there was a little bit of a disconnect there at the start, especially because, yes. um, it was so new to both of us. He's just trying to be supportive as a husband, even though he doesn't really know what I was, he couldn't relate in the same way. Um, and so I, it, it is a little bit tricky when you don't feel like your significant other is fully committed in the same way. Um, I'm grateful that he at least um, is, is supportive and he has seen so much of my healing. And so he understands why it's important to me. Yeah. Um, eventually I hope he'll jump on the bandwagon too. and. And uh, because I, I, I know that there's so much that he would be able to benefit from, but, um, but just looking at you and Ed, I'm like, ah, you, uh, like couples goals, you guys are Well, just- you know, um, in the beginning, I have to tell you that emotional roller coaster was, was really, uh, it hit us hard because he would be, he, we would be driving around town and he would be looking at all of these different restaurants. He'd be like, I really want some El Pollo Loco right now. And he would be so <laughs> sad. <laughs> He would be so, so sad. And that brought me down too. And I think mm. that's actually the trigger for me to kind of get my, get my act together and not, for instance, just follow exactly to the T, the 369 liver rescue um, um, protocol, even after past nine days, right? Um, and so I just, kept, I just kept going. And I was mm. like, if I, if I needed to keep going, what can I do to kind of, 
make the menu look more enticing? What can I do to make sure that Ed stays strong so then I mm -hmm. can stay strong? Because when he's down and crying <laughs> about, yeah. uh, you know, um, that emotional detox that you're talking about, like, I'm, I'm not very good at picking up myself either. So, <laughs> so I, I had to take some action. <laughs> Which is amazing. And I mean, look what you've been able to build. Um, but even just recognizing, I think men do eat differently than women do. And they, yes. and you know, like women, I think we, we do need to keep our adrenals going. We do need to maybe have smaller snacks throughout the day, a couple hours. Whereas my husband, he's like three meals, big meals, and he's not as much of a snacker. And so trying to kind of balance that and, and creating meals um, that appeal to everybody there's is it is a little bit tricky um so how I do love you do it, it jennifer yeah. how, how do you do oh. it do you like have like, a morning <laughs> routine or something that we can all benefit from knowing about oh. well i mean i think it's very similar to you um you know our mornings are always about juicing so yeah. for the first couple of years you know celery juice religiously and mm -hmm. i still drink celery juice religiously um but lately i've been doing these secondary juices as well so um We've been doing a lot of melon juices, um, a lot of orange juice. We've been throwing in a little ginger there, you know, especially yeah. right now. Um, and if I run out of celery, it's like, I don't panic. It's okay. <laughs> I've just learned that, you know, um, I do cucumber or lemon water. I mean, I love my lemon water. So that's, uh, that's great too. And then while I'm drinking my juice, then I start prepping the smoothies and we have smoothies um, every day. Um, occasionally I'll mix it up for the kids and they'll get um, an applesauce where I literally blend banana and apples together. Love it. So simple. They love it. I'll add cinnamon. It makes it um, really satisfying. Um, and so, yeah, it's like our mornings are always fruit-based and fat-free. Um, and it's become such a routine that that's just the norm. Um, when I first started out, like kind of like what you were saying, Amy, where you were plant-based or vegan, but like eating a lot of fries and fats. Well, we, there was a time where I was eating in the, in the morning. Sometimes I'd make pixie pancakes, you know, I'd feel like, Oh, I just had such good feelings growing up eating pancakes. Yeah. And I'd let her, you know, have some pancakes. And then I, and then she started asking for them every single day. And I thought, oh, no. oh, maybe this isn't such a good idea. Like I need to start real, like getting into this really healthy routine. And then we can incorporate some of these treats maybe later in the day. Like we had pancakes for dinner uh, a couple of weeks ago. Oh, that's amazing. And so I thought, okay, you know what? Like she's still going to get these pancakes, but let's mix it up. It doesn't always have to be like a breakfast thing. So um, yeah. And then, you know, I take a lot of my cues from, from Pixley. It's like, okay, you know, we're getting ready for lunch. I always kind of know what I'm going to prepare, but I let her tell me what she's craving. That's amazing. And so sometimes she's like, I really want another smoothie. Sometimes she's like, potatoes please like can I please have potatoes and and I even make um we have an air fryer um uh it's like the oven kind not the teflon kind but uh the one where I just throw them in the oven and we make little fries you know with um yeah. some little ketchup and I mean she so I want it to be fun and and I've even started trying to make um like little fruit platters with little patterns or you know little faces yeah. Yeah. And she loves it. And so I think it's, it's allowing me to be a little bit more silly and using Created. food as to be more, yeah, it's less of, yeah. So originally I'm like, okay, this is hard. You know, it's, I was focusing on like what I can't eat. And now I'm like, look at all of the things we can eat and how beautiful it is and how fun it is. Yes. And when I just switched my mindset, um, everyone kind of followed suit and they're like, yeah, this is really good. And so, uh, so it's been, it's been great. And then always, you know, dinner occasionally, um, I'll do for myself. I'll go raw. I haven't done that since, uh, Wesley was born and since I've been breastfeeding, but, um, I, of course, some of my meals are, are all raw, especially for lunch, uh, breakfast and lunch. And then, um, dinner, I mean, it's usually potatoes of some form. So, I mean, we, it's a big staple for us, just like it is, sounds like for you too. And, yeah. um, and I mean, I've made potatoes in like 20 different ways and it's, and it's great. And it always, it's like the same basic ingredients, but you can always flavor them yeah. a little bit differently and, and, and kind of make it reinvent it every time. But 
you know, we, we have Taco Tuesday, so, you know, we, we do our fun little, and like we, we used to do it now, um, Waffle Wednesday, um, Ooh, and like French Fry Friday, so, <laughs> so we do sometimes kind of have a little pattern there as well, but, um, but yeah, and we just keep it simple and it's very satisfying. Kids are doing great. It's like, and, and I, I no longer miss those foods that I grew up with. I don't have those cravings quite in the same way. Every now and then I'm like, oh, I need a little chocolate. I think that's the one thing yeah. that, uh, that I do. Um, but it's not, it's, yeah, I do crave a tiny bit of chocolate every once in a while, but that's, that's about it. And so I, I feel like I'm, I'm actually doing pretty well, uh, given all of the, the, the sweet teeth I grew up having. So, um, <laughs> but do you, yeah, do you ever feel like, like, do you ever have like a little cheat or something too? Oh, I mean, how yes. do you, yeah. Absolutely. Absolutely. So like when we go out to eat with my parents, well, now we can't because of the coronavirus. <laughs> yeah. But, but, um, um, and I'm just, by the way, I'm just really grateful for the lifestyle that we live, like what you described and how I see myself in parts of all that you were describing and just being able to kind of tune into our own kitchen, our own home and our own routine with our own family and have the tools and the resources to do so. So then when a crisis such as, you know, this virus thing hits the entire world, we have all of these things to fall back on. And it's so normal and so loving and so fun and abundant for us. Mm -hmm. And it doesn't feel, it doesn't come from a place of fear. We are empowered. We are, we already know what to do. So I just really, really like that. And I love that you share all of those with, with me. Um, but in, in terms of cheating, yes, <laughs> we do, because, <laughs> you know, I always tell people this, you, the, the earth is a human experience. And there's a reason why we created all these different variations of experiences for us to experience. So we, 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 we must live a little as well once in a while. Um, once you understand how your body is healing and the rate that is healing at and how you can kind of, um, kind of play around with the healing once you're at the level of being intuitive with your body. Like that's, that's what I would recommend for anyone who's looking to cheat. <laughs> um, but you know, occasionally we would go out to a really great Italian place where they make their own dough, where everything is fresh. And even there is gluten and cheese. We have a little bit, um, and then we go right back onto our healing protocol like the next, you know, day, week, you know, and so on. And, and that doesn't really, um, set back our healing much must mm -hmm. most of the time because we we we've done a lot of healing in in the last you know year and so so then we now understand what it does to our body so we mm -hmm. we calculate at risk <laughs> yes yes and we but do it for a celebration mm -hmm. so yeah <laughs> exactly a birthday or anniversary yeah. Yeah. Um, but I think what you said is really important. So you have to almost wait until you've gotten to that point where maybe you're not craving yes. these, these foods anymore. And you do have that intuitive sense and you have healed yes. uh, so much and you know your body well enough to know that you're actually at a point where you, you can handle it. Yes. Um, yes. that's the point at which maybe, okay, yes, you can maybe yes. have a, a little bit of this here and there. Um, but I and remember- You'll know exactly. when that point, because I, I, I just want to interrupt right there because there is a point where during my healing, I was on a trip with my mom to Vancouver and it's kind of like the secondary Hong Kong in the world, which means there's lots of amazing there. Asian food. And if you can imagine me and Ed healing, and even my mom was jumping on the healing bandwagon with us you know, has been healing on this raw food smoothies, right? Um, for so many months, um, so many moons, so many days. And if you put yourself in the situation where you have all of these amazing warm foods, cooked foods, like bread and all that in Vancouver, you would just want to indulge a little bit. And both my mom and I did, and I'm telling you, our body was so sensitive because it was still healing that it immediately reverted to all of these symptoms coming back up in inflammation. So you're absolutely right, Jennifer, like you, your body will let you know whether or not you can handle this. And even just one or two tastes of those cheat meals, you're going to know. <laughs> so Right. Well, and it can set you back for weeks, even months in a way. 
because I, I kind of did the same thing when I was first going through the topical steroid withdrawal. I was emotional. You know, your body's going through so much physical detox, emotional detox. And I'm like, I really just am craving, you know, sweets or whatever it might have been. Um, and so I, you know, you would kind of cheat, like test it. Like, have I healed enough yet? Am I going <laughs> yeah. to go? You know, it's like you kind of, you just want to see, like, what does it yeah. taste like? now and i'm the same way amy it was like oh my gosh cannot it's like the next morning puffy red itchy yeah. the whole thing it's like oh now i have to start over again was it worth it yeah i had strep no. throat in vancouver like oh, wow it, like mm -hmm. my strep came up so badly and by the way my strep came up in full force when i was healing my eczema it was something that i didn't expect and i did have someone on instagram send me a dm saying I was healing my strep, my acne, but then eczema came all of a sudden. And I didn't know I had it. So it's kind of like me when I didn't know I had so much strep inside of me that when I started healing my eczema, it came in full throttle. And, and I, I was healing not only my eczema and also my acne <laughs> at the same time. And it was, it was just, it, it, was, it was a ride, but it was fun. <laughs> That, but it's amazing that you even realized that that's what was happening, that the strep came up and it's like, okay, now yeah. it's another little signal from your body saying, hang on a second, like there's still more healing to be done. Yes, and, there is. And, and I was still healing my strep into my pregnancy with Nat. So um, I remember when I was reading up on pregnancy and health by medical medium that um, we can't take any herbs or we shouldn't take any herbs while we're pregnant because it's very stimulating to the fetus. Um, mm -hmm. And so all of the things that I knew was going to kill the strep on site, all of the powerful um, herbs I couldn't have. Um, so I was trying to continuously heal while I was pregnant. And I'm just mm -hmm. really grateful that I was able to do it because I was still seeing healing while I was pregnant um, with, mm -hmm. my, with my acne and it completely went away during my pregnancy where to a point where it didn't come back. Um, um, so I was just really grateful. The fact that food does heal, you don't necessarily need the supplements for instance, mm -hmm. or the, the strong herbs because some people that could also throw them out of balance because they are very powerful. Um, but it's really good to know that even just with your food alone, you can heal. So that, that Absolutely. was a great, great lesson for me. Yeah. <laughs> now for somebody who maybe has eczema, um, maybe they're just realizing it, they're just seeing it for the first time, or maybe they've had it for years and years. What is your biggest like piece of advice that you'd want to give to somebody um, who's going through it now? Oh man. Um, I would, I would tell them to just take action, take action. Like that's the, you know, I'm, I'm a part of a few eczema support group on Facebook. And I see that a lot of people like to post the photos of their eczema, um, not because they want to take action on healing it, but because they want just sympathy mm. or for the fact that they have it. Right. Um, and it's almost, and, and a lot of people just recommend creams, you know, and things like that. I just want people to know it's, you're not going to heal with the creams. <laughs> There's no amount of cream that the humans can make in a lab that would, that will help you heal your skin from the inside out completely, um, or even give you the progress of healing that natural foods from nature, from earth is going to give you in the same amount of time, right? Like if you use a bottle of cream in the same amount, amount of time and then you take action on actually healing from the inside out, I'm pretty sure if we graft it, you're gonna experience more healing with the natural foods than you do with the cream. So take action, I would say throw away the creams. I know that's, that's the biggest step. I would say throw away the creams and take action on healing yourself from the inside out. Mm -hmm. And I would say if it's not, you know, through um, applying, you know, what Jennifer have um, recommended or me, like go, go get the medical medium book. The first one, just go do it. Um, it's my but, favorite one too. The yeah. First one. 
it is really the best one for, for any answers that you have about your body and chronic conditions, including eczema, and start there um, and take action from there. I think people write to me and they say, Amy, I don't have money to invest in your program. Like, go, go to the library, get this book. Um, there's a cleanse in the back, but don't do it until you've read the beginning <laughs> and no. you understand what's happening with your body. So when I say take, take action, it doesn't necessarily mean you have to go out and celery juice. There's a lot of people who are celery juicing and they don't see the effects. And I think the number one thing is that they don't understand what's going on with their bodies. They don't understand how the celery juice is helping. There's a, there's a blog article that Medical Medium said, which I which really resonated with me when I went back to read it again. I, I, we always find nuggets when we go back, right? And we read Definitely. it again. Yep. And he said, when you know what is causing your body to react in a certain way, when you finally know the true answer, your cells actually listens. Your cells actually begin to, to wake up almost to the truth. And it starts to create antibodies to help you basically get rid of the virus, get rid of the bacteria, the pathogens. Um, and in the same way, it will probably accept help much better, like the celery juice, right? It will accept these um, healing herbs and healing foods um, because your body and your spirit and your mind knows that you guys are in this together. So that's what I would say. Um, take action, um, educate yourself on the why, and then, and then, and then implement from, from there. Um, and if I may add other th another thing is, you know, take Jennifer as an example and master your morning routine. <laughs> oh. that's, that's the one thing. Like, I, yeah. think, I think I would go back to my program and kind of um, re reconfigure some of the pieces and really focus in on that morning routine. I do for the first week, but really hone in as to why it's so important. It's mm -hmm. really how you start your day is how you start your healing for the rest of your life. I feel like so. Absolutely. Yeah. Yeah. Well, and now it doesn't feel routine anymore. It's just yes, it's our lifestyle. And it's honestly comforting to know every morning, this is what we do. And, and we make, mix it up a little bit. If, you know, if I run out of celery, like I said, and we juice cucumber and apple, yes. but, um, but just having that, um, having that routine, like building that into the lifestyle, I think, like what you were saying with our cellular memory, like our bodies anticipate that. Yes. And then it's like our bodies crave it. I wake up and I'm like, I'm so like, I'm thirsty. I'm craving so much hydration. And so when I, when I consume that celery juice, it's like, ha, huh, okay, that's good. And I immediately feel energized it and happier somehow. It's like, yes, you know, this is, this is exactly what my body needed. And then and then you move on to the next thing and, and then pretty soon it's like, that was a really great day. It's like my, I feel good, like mind, body, soul. It's like all coming together. And, uh, and because like you said earlier, like once you're nourishing your body with the right things, you do have a clarity of thought and a clarity of purpose. And it's almost like your life goes in a, an, a direction that maybe you weren't even expecting, but it's on the right path. And you feel like your, your soul is, is in alignment with your higher self and it's, yes. and it, it's just a beautiful, it's, it's just beautiful. And again, not something I was seeking out. I, um, but I'm so grateful now that I, I feel like I'm finally really understanding like who I am meant to be. And it all started when I got, when I went through this, this, um, this hard time, you know, with topical steroid withdrawal and, and feeling like I kind of had hit my rock bottom. And it's like, all right, I'm just going to pick myself up. we got to keep going. I have a little baby that, that needs my, needs a mom and yes. I need to be the best version of myself I can possibly be. How am I going to do that? And it all starts by, by, it's just going back to the basics. Yeah. Simply and, and doing a lot of like that self-reflection um, and listening to your body and, and, and being open to, to change. And it's yes. not, it is a little scary, I think, at first, because there's so many unknowns. You don't really know what's going on. It's like, why and you am I feel alone, like even though, even though lots of people have shown you examples, you're like, but it's at, when it's happening to you, you feel alone. You feel like, am I unique? Am I, you know, is anyone else feeling this way? You feel that way. So, 100%. Yeah. 
Yes. And, <laughs> and so that's why I'm so glad to get to talk to you and have this medical medium community of other yeah. um, people healing on this journey because you guys have really, I think, saved my life um, and provided that need when, you know, maybe I didn't have, you know, my, my husband's been very supportive, but he didn't, he couldn't relate. And so I was looking for people that I, that could relate to me. And, and even my family, very supportive, love them dearly, but they didn't know what I was going through. And so I think in addition to the things that you suggested about, you know, the advice, I would also just say like, find your people, find those warriors who are healing. And so you can lean on them yes. during those moments of like, oh my gosh, you know, is this going to get better? You have no idea, Jennifer. I actually have a list of different Instagram accounts, including yours that I give to everyone who is in my program. And I said, if you ever need inspiration, empowerment, and strength, go to these accounts and see what they're doing, see how they're living, see how they're empowering themselves, see how they're picking themselves up. Um, see how they transform through the darkness that you were talking mm -hmm. about, that emotional roller coaster, because it's right there. And, right. and I just hope that everyone can see, like you said, a version of themselves in, you know, like my story, your story, and everyone who's been on this healing journey and their stories. So then they can take that first step to, to go through it. And, and it is hard. It really is hard because like you said, like, my family are all Asian. They come from a traditional Chinese medicine background. A lot of what the medical medium um, teaches, even though I would say 50% of them is pretty in line with chi uh, traditional Chinese medicine with the herbs and everything. Like a lot of, a lot of the other things they question so much mm -hmm. and there's a lot of pressure. So finding your own tribe, finding your own community who can give you that support and that, and, the, and those answers that your, your family and others may have, in pushing you to find answers for like you you have us you know like we've been through it um we can help you through um and we're we're all here for 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 loving each other and supporting each other because we know how it feels to be feel feel good we know how it feels yes. to feel good and we want everyone to feel good everyone deserves to feel like themselves a hundred percent a thousand percent themselves yes <laughs> yes oh i love that <laughs> Amy, it's been such a delight talking to you. Thank you for your time. This was this. Uh, I mean, I just I loved hearing your perspective, and I know that everyone else loves hearing from you too. Um, and I have I already want to talk to you again. Um, I think we should do another episode about um, pregnancy and childbirth, and I also want to do an episode talking more about your new cookbook, which yes. um, is amazing and. It, it's one of a kind. And so I'd love it if you even want to do like a little demo for us. Um, yes, so let's I've been do thinking it sometime. about doing that. I would love to, I would love to. I, you know, like cooking is one of my new passions because of this journey. And, um, and I would love to share with anyone who wants to, to learn more about that. <laughs> Great, good. Okay. All right, well, thank you again. And let's talk soon. Let's talk again. <laughs> All right. And uh, thank Ed for watching Nathaniel for us. So. Oh, of course. It's Tell a, him we say hi. It. Thank you. Good. All right. Okay. Have a good afternoon. Thank you, Jennifer. All right. Bye. Bye.